You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. Timing is important. Getting to know guys is important. Um, getting to know new coaches is important. Uh, the Eagles have two new coordinators. It's important to hear their voices. Um, it's in, important to hear them in team drills. Uh, that's all important. Every team is a new team. Kansas City won a Super Bowl. It's a new team. There's there's new there's free agents that have been added. Receivers have been added. Um, there's yes for the for large part. I mean, they did lose Eric Bieniemy, but for the large part, Spags is there. Andy's there. You know, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, but. It's, it's important to build camaraderie, teamwork, but for the young guys, the drafted rookies, the new young free agents, um, it is important to get into the playbook, to really understand the playbook inside and out, why we line up a certain way, why we motion a certain way, like understanding the philosophy of what we're doing, why we're doing it. There's not enough time to do it, training camp. You know, no. they're, they're out in the field once a day. Sometimes they're in pads. Most days they're not. Um, there's just limited time to teach, and this is a good time to teach. I Look, you you can have Nathaniel Hackett put this new offense in, and Garrett Wilson has to learn a second offense in two years, and if you count Ohio State, third different offense in three years. But it's really important to have Aaron Rodgers out there explaining the nuances of the offense and why you do this and why we're putting you in the slot in this formation. And why we're attacking the defense this way. Uh, it's invaluable to have Aaron out there doing the explanations to these young kids and letting them absorb it because everybody learns differently. Everybody learns at a different rate. So let them absorb it the way they absorb it, whether it's sometimes it's good to put them in front of the board. Sometimes it's good to stand them up in front of the room. Sometimes it's good to put it on the iPad and let them watch it, you know, 50 times. And then sometimes it's good to walk through it and run it and then go, on this pivot, like take that extra step, really sell that slant before you come out of the break. Like these are the details that, you know, are the difference between winning a play and losing a play. And you can get a lot of that done in OTAs. Baldy, from an offensive line standpoint, give me give me a little bit here because this is another thing that I'm, I'm a big believer in with these OTAs, mini camp, mandatory mini camp. If that group is together, you got a real shot. And how long does that take 
where you just talked about the two guys on the Eagles offensive line, where I'm thinking like you and you're thinking like me. I know where you're going to be. You know where I'm going to be. The more those guys are together up front, the better chance Jalen has or Daniel Jones, right? Or we can go down the list, Aaron Rodgers. The offensive line, I've always said, I believe needs this because there is a lot of stuff that's going on. And with the calls, and you talked about it, I just want your, your take on this because that's the one group. Like defense, you know, you're, you're reading and reacting or you're getting upfield or you're just blowing through guys. Offensive line, man, if that, that group's not together, and that's the group that I think benefits a lot from this stuff that you're talking about with OTAs, minicamp, and mandatory minicamp. So I'll tell you a story, Carl. Back in 1992, I was playing with the Eagles. I was left guard. And I came early in the year. I was someplace else. I came like second week of the season. Had an injury. I, I got inserted left guard. I played next to a guy named Ron Heller, longtime NFL veteran. And um, we went to New Orleans in the first round of the playoffs, wild card weekend. And the Dome Patrol was the elite group in this league. I mean, there's Ricky Jackson out there, and Saints. you know, I mean, it's it's there, you know, there's Sam Mills, and you know, it's 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 Vic Fangio's coaching them up. And um, we went to the dome that day, and I I was playing left guard. I didn't hear Randall Cunningham one time the entire day. I didn't hear one play call. It was just it's the Superdome. It's just that loud. It's playoff football. We're getting our butts handed to us in the first half, and we came back and we beat the Saints. And I didn't hear Randall. I didn't hear my left tackle, Ron Heller. But we communicated really good, especially the second half. We played great football. Was it was um, it hand signals? It, what it were you was, doing? It was it was nonverbal. It was silent silent counts. It was looking at Ron, going, "I'm coming with you on this." Like it was just that type of thing. And uh, you know, it's in the huddle. You know, just doing this kind of thing with with Heller, going, "Hey, if if uh, you know Frank Warren goes out, I'm going with you know with, with him." whatever it was. Um, that's just an example. But, you know, I mentioned that Jordan Malad and Landon Dixon, I think they're the best left side um, in, in the football? NFL right now. They're young yeah. kids. But, you know, they they have, in, with less than two years, you know, one guy is the best man at his wedding. You know, you go into Dallas, you know, you're coming out on Monday night. You're going into Kansas City this year on a Monday night. You're coming out of that tunnel in Arrowhead. You're not going to hear a word at Arrowhead on that Monday night. Week 10, the NFL season. It's a payback time for the Super Bowl. Like, you better have this group. You better have a brotherhood and because that's where it starts, protecting your quarterback, finding lanes for your running back. That brotherhood has got to be airtight and strong. they got to know exactly what they're doing. You uh, you know, one mistake, um, Jalen Hurts on his back, the ball's rolling on the ground, you know, and, you know, there goes Chris Jones, you know, picking it up and scooping it and scoring. So, it is the foundation to every team. I look at these games every week, Carl, at almost every play of every team every week. I can tell you the Detroit Lions got a good offensive line. They're fun to watch. They can do a lot of things. One of the reasons why there's optimism in Detroit is because of their offensive line. Yeah. Philadelphia, you know, they got a chance to repeat and get back here because of their play. Teams that have struggled, teams that have good talent, quarterbacks that just haven't put it all together, you just put – point to the offensive line and how dysfunctional they are and how they break down. Can the Miami Dolphins, you know, um, with a line that had a lot of injuries last year, still have question marks about them. I don't care if Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Tua and all these backs are there. Mike McDonald, you know, Mike McDaniel's calling plays. Is that group good enough, you know, to go win the East? Cause that's kind of what they need to be 
if they're going to go claim that division. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, I want to ask you about Joe Tipman, center, since we're talking offensive line. I want to ask you about this when we're talking about the Jets. But let's go back real quick. Is he going to start? Is he going to be their center? And how good do you think he can be? Because you're talking about the O-line, center and, and Aaron Rodgers, big deal. Is Tipman going to start? So it's interesting. In the pre-draft process, Joe Tipman went to visit the Jets. He sat down a lot, for a long time with the offense coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, just going through calls, what he called it at Wisconsin, this is what we do with the Jets, and just seeing how he handled just you know recognition, blitz looks, fronts, all that kind of stuff. Well, they were so impressed that with the 43rd pick, you know, that was their guy. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, like a lot of quarterbacks, he might be the most important guy, in you know, within the offense is the center because of how much time they spend with them, how much they have to trust, how they have to see the, the defense through his eyes. I think Joe Tipman is going to start. I think he's going to be – there'll be competition. They're not handing him the job. There's guys that are there. Wes Schweitzer's there. There's guys that are there. Wes Weitzer was a starting center when I saw him uh, on Tuesday. But I think Tipman is going to be that guy because of his intelligence, because of the way that he's called the signals, that kind of stuff. Uh, I expect him to be the guy in the pivot to start the season. All right, last thing, Baldy, before we get out of here today. Again, subscribe, guys, in the huddle. Like us, tell your friends, and don't miss new episodes as we go through the offseason. Lots of stuff going on. The NFL never stops. You guys know that. Tom Brady came out and said, I'm not playing. I'm done. He said it. We want to believe it, but I don't think most people believe it. And I know he's involved in these business adventures with, you know, becoming a minority partner with the Raiders. I think he owns part of the WNBA team there with the Los Angeles or the uh, the Vegas uh, team there. Um, I guess, you know, I want to believe him, but then there's this, just this little part of me. And I know he's got the TV contract and stuff that, that's looming that he's going to be on Fox. But he came out again and and said, listen, I'm not coming back. I'm not playing. Um, and I just, you know, yesterday we were talking about this a little bit on my show. And I was like, I want to believe him. But, you know, for me, it's going to be like Baldy three years in the booth. And then I'll be like, Tom Brady's not coming back. You know what I mean? Well, right I'll now, tell you, I, I just, just a little bit. It's hard. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story. And I don't think Troy Aikman would mind me telling the story. Because I think he's told it publicly as well. But... Um, one year, I forget, Donovan McNabb, you know, broke his leg um, in Philadelphia. And, uh, or he had, he had to support from whatever it was. He, he got his And uh, Andy Reid and, and Troy Aikman was in the booth. He was working for Fox. Uh, I don't think he was the number one guy at the time. I think he was working with Chris Collinsworth or whatever. And um, Andy Reid called Troy. Hey, you want to come out of the booth? <laughs> and Troy Aikman, it it, it kind of it, it it flattered Troy, and he could seriously considered it. Now Troy had real bad problems with his back at the end of his career. Yeah, he was thirty four years old, I believe, when he retired. 
but he gave it serious consideration. He didn't just say no. He he really thought about it. And then he eventually said no. If something happens to Jimmy Garoppolo, it could be week one, week two, week three. And Josh McDaniels picks up the phone mm. and says, uh, hey, Tom, like Jimmy's Jimmy's done for six weeks. Jimmy's done. Whatever. If that would happen and he gets that phone call, I think he's going to play. Like, I'm not – I don't have any insight to any of that. I'm just saying I'm throwing a scenario out there. Yeah, yeah. The way the scenario was thrown out to Troy Aikman, and Troy had to make a decision from the head coach. And it was difficult because it was a good team. He could keep playing. Um, he didn't mind going to, you know, I mean, it's Philadelphia's cheap rivals, Dallas, all that stuff. Um, chance to, I, I believe, I believe Tom right now until I don't believe him. And that's what it would be. It'd be a phone call from Josh McDaniels. Hey, we got a situation here. Um, we could sure use you. Devontae wouldn't mind having you throw him the ball. Um, we had the, the, the league's leading rusher, Josh, you know, Josh Jacobs behind yeah. you. Yeah. Pretty good offense line here, Tom. What do you think? Be hard to say no, I think. 